Hello, and welcome to Handled-ish, Productivity for the Imperfect, a weekly podcast for those who want to elevate their productivity but are not looking for perfection. I'm your host, Betsy Hayes, and I am so glad you're joining me from podcast land or from YouTube. So today, we're going to talk about some of my favorite ways to be handled Oops, <laughs> handled-ish. <laughs> so the first one, and y'all are going to know really soon that this is a concept I'm obsessed with, is the idea of reducing decision fatigue. So if you haven't already listened to episode number two, please do so. The next one is to find a home for everything in our brain and our to-do lists. So a lot of times we will think of things and we will lie to ourselves and we will say, oh yeah, I'll never forget that when I get to the store or I will absolutely remember to do that when I get home. And most of us have experienced, at least once, um, forgetting said items. The other thing that happens is that sometimes we'll have a really great idea but no actual opportunity to implement the idea, maybe even in the foreseeable future. And so sometimes we don't capture that thought. Um, And then there's everything else that goes in your brain, which I don't know about your brain, but my brain doesn't quite understand that it needs to stay focused on what I'm doing (laughs) because often my brain will think of things that are not related to what I happen to be doing at the time. So we need to have a place to record all of these thoughts and I can share, I'm going to share with you my process. Um, but it doesn't matter what your process is as long as you have a process for capturing all those things. Um, so I am a huge proponent of the, um, app Evernote. Again, Evernote is not sponsoring this podcast, but Evernote, if you would like to, we could have a beautiful partnership. I'm absolutely certain of it. I started using um, this app when it, I think I was an early adopter. And so I've been using it for more than 10 years. And the idea with this app, and there's many like it, is that you can input things onto your phone and then they also then sync with the other places where you use the app. So for example, I can input things on my phone and then they also are there on my laptop, all my laptops and also my iPad. And so I have access to this information every time I need it. Um, So having a place to capture your notes, especially where you can then access them when you need them is a really important component to this. Um, Also having, you know, a fairly decent labeling system, right? Um, You can also, of course, use your notes app on your phone. Um, I actually use that as well. So the idea, right, to have, you know, a note or called grocery list where you literally just write things down that you want to get at the grocery store. So next time you go, you will literally not forget. You know, you can have a things I want to buy list, right? You could have a someday I may want to do this list, a list of potential vacations, a list of gift ideas for the holidays, for your family. Um, Because I don't know about your family, but my family will give me really awesome ideas like in May. (laughs) And there were a lot of years where I was like, oh yeah, that's super great. I'll totally get that for them. And then of course, come November, December, forgot the idea completely. So now I make notes about those things and it is kind of fun when it's holiday gift giving time to look and go, oh wow, this is a great idea. When did I write that down? Oh yeah, that was April. (laughs) And then it's kind of fun as well. 
So figure out the, the types of, of categories that, that you want to um, keep track of things and figure out a system to do that. And it can be high-tech and low-tech. So I mentioned that I use Evernote robustly as well as my notes on my phone. I'm also a huge obsessed sticky note person. <laughs> and um, I love pretty sticky notes. That's very important to me. But I will be constantly writing sticky notes throughout the day when I just don't feel like writing something down on my phone. And then what I do is I actually have time each day to process random notes that I've made to myself. Um, and then I can, you know, recycle those, those stack of sticky notes. Um, I carry a, a little packet of sticky notes and a pen in my car and at stoplights or in parking lots, I'm safe. Um, that's where I can write notes down that I, I think about when I'm driving. And so capture those wonderful thoughts. Please let's take a pledge <laughs> to stop lying to ourselves that we will remember them because we think of some amazing things and we need to make sure that we um, are capturing them. So now when I go to the grocery store, it's pretty great. I've got, or when I think about going to the grocery store, I've already got the list started. Then I just finish my meal planning and um, flesh it out. And then I, I know what I'm doing. And if I want to go on a vacation, I can just look at that list and say, oh yeah, that's a super cool place that I saw a commercial about. Maybe I, maybe I do want to go there. The next thing that I love as far as having a handled-ish life is the idea of planning um, my week ahead and also planning on Fridays. So planning on Fridays, shout out to Laura Vanderkam. If you are not a fan of Laura, definitely encourage you to check out her books, her podcasts, her blog. Literally, um, she's brilliant, and her thing is time management. She has awesome ideas. And one of her ideas that I adore and implement is the idea of planning on Fridays. So every Friday afternoon, unless it doesn't happen, and that's okay. Sometimes it doesn't. But I try to have time on Friday afternoons to plan the following week. And a few years ago, I actually started planning two weeks in advance. And so I will plan the following week in pretty serious detail to make sure that I have time to do everything that I want to do that week. So you start with your hard landscape, right? What are your meetings? What are your appointments? What are the times and, and days that you have to be places, right? Because if those are truly immovable, we need to pay attention to those. And then you put in the other things, right? The things you want to do, your errands, your chores, your exercise, all of that. And, and if everything doesn't fit, <laughs> which happens sometimes, um, then you have an opportunity to fix it, right? Before you're in the middle of the week and realize, oh my gosh, I do not have time to make this cake that I really wanted to, to make for my friend's birthday. So if you plan on Fridays, you have time to augment and adjust and reschedule to make everything fit. The other reason that I love to plan on Fridays is I'm a little tired on Fridays. <laughs> And that sounds like a weird, good reason to do it then, but I find that I don't overschedule myself as much um, because I don't have quite as much energy on Friday afternoons. So I have found that that's a huge blessing. Um, if I were to plan on Monday morning amped up with coffee, I have a feeling I would have too many things on my schedule. So that's a reason as well. And so I schedule the following week um, in 
really solid detail. Again, life happens and we can't always implement it, but I'm pretty much feel really good about the week ahead when I do that. And then the second step is I confirm um, everything. So if I have meetings with people, I will send, you know, emails or texts looking forward to our meeting. Um, If I am meeting with, you know, friends, I will send a text looking forward to, you know, coffee on Tuesday or happy hour on Friday. Um, I literally confirm everything. And often, even if it's a repeat meeting, um, because I don't know about you, but I really don't want to spend time having to reschedule something because someone forgot we had an appointment. And I started doing this process several years ago. I'm trying to think here. Yeah. I've never had anyone forget an appointment since I started this process. So it has a 100% success rate. Um, The two-week thing that I mentioned earlier, so I schedule next week fairly significantly um, in detail. And then I also do a rough schedule of the following week because that helps me pay attention to some of the things that are coming up. And again, if I need to block more time or bump something to later on in the month, um, I have plenty of time to do that. So it's kind of like you plan a week in advance intensely with an eye toward the following week. And um, this process really makes me feel peaceful about my schedule and um, also allows me to uh, fit in the things I want to do in addition to my responsibilities and see where I've really scheduled myself into a pickle. Because remember, this is productivity for the imperfect, and I do that just like the rest of you. And this gives me an opportunity to see that and then make a decision, right? There are times when I do decide, hey, you know what? That is going to be a day, and I just stay with it and just know that that is a lot of coffee day, perhaps. But um, at least I'm doing it with intention, so I love that. The next thing that I love about being handled-ish is this idea of theme days. And I wish I could remember where I I got this idea. It was a podcast or a book or something. Um, So shout out to the theme day idea person. Um, But the idea of theme days, and and I do this for work, Um, a lot of us will have categories of things that we are responsible for at work that don't necessarily need to be done on a different day. So um, I'm a university professor, and so I have um, a day of the week that I focus solely on everything to do with my classes. That doesn't mean I ignore them the rest of the week, because clearly I'll be teaching and doing office hours and things like that. But as far as course prep and grading and all that, I have a designated day that I do that, and I know I have that time. So it provides me with the opportunity to um, get something done and know I have it scheduled. Um, Curriculum is a big thing in the academic world, and so I have a day for curriculum and anything related to department duties. Um, When I was department chair, I had a whole day for department business. Um, We do a lot of events related to my department and also with my students, and so I have a day designated to everything related to events. Again, that doesn't mean that I don't do other things on that day, but I have time for those particular themes scheduled. So I know that's going to be taken care of. And I know that um, 
I have time for. Well, I guess I just said that. I know it's going to be taken care of. Um, and then Fridays are typically miscellaneous slash planning days. So if I, you know, need to catch up from a particular category, I can do that. And then, of course, the planning in the afternoon that we talked about later. Obviously, your themes are going to be different, but think about if you want to have some theme days, maybe even if it's just one theme day or two theme days. I know also people who have meeting days, right? They have meetings on specific days of the week, and they really try not to have meetings on the other days. Um, a lot of folks will have, you know, outside of the office days, right? I, I think batching errands and outside of the office meetings is also a really good way to know your it's got it going to be handled and then also um, get it done. So think about how you can theme and batch and, and have some fun with that as well. The next thing is this idea of daily routines. And I know there's so much that's been written about this and talked about it. And everyone has an opinion, right, on what you're supposed to do with your morning. <laughs> and again, I'm a huge fan of you do you and whatever you want to do with your morning, please do it. But if the idea of a morning routine sounds fun to you, I really encourage you to do it. I love my morning routine to the point where I get up at 545 every morning. I don't jump out of bed. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, but it is not hard to get out of bed because I know that the next thing I will do is get coffee and sit on my comfy couch with my blanket <laughs> and um, that I'll just share with you my little morning routine. So I get my coffee. I sit on my comfy couch. I will send a good morning text and an animated GIF to both of my daughters, to my mom and my brother. I have three separate texts I will do for that. I play Wordle. I'm an obsessed Wordle person. Um, as we are recording this podcast, I have gotten two, it in two three days in a row. So I just need to talk about that one more time before tomorrow hits, and I'm sure it will not be in two. Um, but I love Wordle. I will skim the headlines of my New York Times app. I will do some meditation after that. I have um, nonfiction reading that I like to do a little bit of in the morning. And then I do a little bit of journaling. And I love my morning routine. It makes me really, really happy. Um, does it make me more productive? Probably, maybe, I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't even care because it's really fun for me. And it makes me start my day um, off on a good note. So think about whether or not you want to try a morning routine or adjust your morning routine or not have a morning routine. Um, and then same thing with evenings, right? Um, a lot of times because of the decision fatigue that we referenced in episode two, we don't use our evenings as well as perhaps we um, may want to. And sometimes um, having an evening routine or theme days, like we talked about before, maybe Tuesday night is when you work on you know, your art project or your puzzle. Um, think about how you can have routines in that respect to um, make your life more fun, enjoyable, and maybe even a little more productive. The next favorite thing that I want to talk about is this idea of checking in with my intentions. So I am really serious at this point in my life, I'll tell you, I'm 54, um, to really be intentional with my life and how I spend my time and who I spend my time with and all of those things. 
However, I'm also aware that in the hustle and bustle of life, sometimes um, how we spend our time is not in alignment with our intentions. And so I really like to periodically, at least once a week, um, and I will often do this during my Friday planning time, is think about how my life is synced up with my intentions. Um, sometimes it is. That's obviously fabulous. Um, but if it isn't, I try to make adjustments because... You know, we only have one life, right? And we don't want to look back and, and realize that we intended to do this or we intended to show up this way, yet we sort of forgot to do it. So checking in with our intentions. On that note, um, talked about Friday planning. Obviously, I spend a little bit of time reflecting Actually, maybe not obviously. I try to spend a little time reflecting on the prior week before I get rolling on the next week's planning. That's really helpful. But I have found that this is actually more fun for me um, on a walk. So I love walking. It's my regular form of exercise. And um, on the weekend, I like to take longer walks. And on one of the weekend days, not the same one each week, it's whatever strikes me, um, I try to spend time thinking about the week before and what went really well, what made me frustrated, what made me you know, feel like I wasn't, you know, doing what I wanted to do or as well as I wanted to do it. Um, I find that doing this while I'm walking just gives a little bit more of a relaxed space so I can really, really kind of take a deep dive into this. I have found that this is much more helpful for me than when I'm sitting, on, you know, on my computer doing my planning. So I offer that to you in case you may want to try that. This last one is a little bit tangential, but I've been using it for about a year now, and it's been absolutely amazing as far as, um, as, far as everything. And this is the idea of replacing the word but in our conversations with the word and. I have found that, and I will sometimes do it in real time. I will say blah, 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 but, and if I'm being um, mindful, I will catch myself and I will say, no, not but, and, because it gives a whole lot more um, ability to see things from multiple perspectives. A lot of times we will say, oh, I really like your idea. I'll give you an example. We could say something like, I really like your idea, but, blah, 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 here's why it wouldn't work, or we tried that last time, or whatever. Um, not helpful, and also, every time you use the word but, you sort of erase everything that you said before that, or at least give um, a negative connotation to it. But if we could say, I really like your idea, and when we've tried that before, we've had difficulty, so we really need to think this through. Do you see how different that vibe is and how it actually continues the conversation versus just stopping it and dismissing the other human in the conversation? So it takes a little training. Um, I messed up a lot in the beginning, but um, training yourself to get rid of the word but, use the word and, um, even if you're going to ultimately disagree. You know, you can say and, I've thought about it, and I don't want to do that. Also fine, but it's still going to be a much more collaborative conversation. So something fun to try.
So these are a few of my favorite ways to be handled-ish. And hopefully this has provided you with some things to think about and some things to try and some things to ignore. Thank you for joining me today. I'd love to hear what you think. Please let me know at my website, BetsyAHays.com. That's Betsy, don't forget the A, H-A-Y-S.com. And to help keep this podcast going, please consider subscribing, sharing with a friend, and maybe even rating and reviewing. I very much appreciate and value your support. And thanks as always to my amazing producer, Gianna, with RPM Public Relations. Tune in next week for the next episode of Handled-ish Productivity for the Imperfect. Until then, take care and be kind to yourself. You are doing way better than you think you are. Trust me.